0: Welcome to Deconstructing Damsels, I am your host Jessica, when I remember to tell you such things, and it's Christmas! If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Friday! (laughs) So basically this is just the episode where my husband and I talk about a book that I made him read, poor guy, he's not really a romance reader, and my batting average is a little bit off, but... I think he's really going to enjoy next year's, because this year's is, yeah, if you want a really happy, absolutely joyful episode, maybe don't think it's going to be this one, because this one's full of ranting, but, yeah, no, if you want a happy one, I would highly recommend listening to Boobies and Newbies for some super, you know, holiday happy ones. Heaving Bosoms, maybe, because this one is going to be an interesting rantathon. We read Secret Christmas Twins, and so we'll get on with that, but hopefully <laughs> you guys enjoy the episode. I also want to thank my patrons, Dee and Jade, the Elm Sisters, I call them, it's just under them, on the website. Uh, Carrie, Kelly, from Boobies and Newbies, and Marlena, I I wanted to say thank you guys so much. Your contributions help so much. I can't speak this morning because it's like mm, 9 a.m. and I woke up five seconds ago. So, (laughs) enjoy the show. No housekeeping today. Just, you know, kind of be on the lookout for one more episode before the year ends because it's going to be a doozy. Let's let you listen to me and Sven as we talk about Christian Christmas babies. Dun dun dun.
1: (laughs) Hi! It's Christmas, and that means, of course, it's an episode with my. Dear husband and always editor, Sven, and it means it's also time for a Christmas book reading for the non romance reader except what I kind of put in front of him and make him read, which God help him cause sometimes I like this book. Yeah? Hi.
2: J'accuse. <laughs>
1: no, be serious, what? Uh,
2: that's 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 French for I accuse you.
1: I know you do, but more.
2: Oh, first of all. Welcome to our audience. It's very nice to have you here. In a moment, you will uh, be witness to immense human suffering. Yes. Well, you will be witness to the aftermath of <laughs> immense human suffering.
1: Okay, so we should mention that we <laughs> we read Lee Tobin McLean's Sweet Christmas Twins, which is a Harlequin love-inspired book. And I also want to mention this is the first... Harlequin book he's ever read and I am so sorry to him for that because they're normally really good
2: I pref- normally I prefer books with Harley Quinn in them
1: <laughs> don't we all but you know we don't have the money for a comic book so <laughs> you got the book we got for free Yes. I should mention I got it for free because I had it last year. I was gonna read it for the podcast last year before I moved and then I didn't and then it was in a box and so my mom just sent it along and I was like Oh, we can read this. It's a Christmas book and now I'm very sad that I tortured my husband once again because anyone that remembers our first episode was driving home for Christmas, prepare for number two. You know that (laughs) return. Yeah.
2: You know, that one was more offensively bad, and this is more badly offensive,
1: mm yeah, but same level of like for both, I think,
2: yeah, the other one was shorter <laughs>
1: yeah. well this one was only this one was fairly really short, it was like 218 page, yeah, it's like two hundred and eighteen page and nineteen pages, so but st- it's hard like when it says big print and stuff, so it really wasn't that many pages
2: to, to borrow from a podcast, it's like the difference between we are the world and uh, do they know it's Christmas? <laughs> do they know it's Christmas wins because it's shorter.
1: <laughs> Basically, he's talking about song versus song, because he loves that podcast. Well,
2: love is a strong word, but I quite enjoy it.
1: Okay, he loves to torture me with that podcast. Well, the
2: last few episodes I listened to without you...
1: Yes, with because concept. I was very kindly of like, please no, it? please don't make me, please don't make me with these songs. You song didn't choices. say it
2: directly, I had to take a while to figure it out.
1: <laughs> I know. Because normally, okay, so... Before we get into the book, we should mention that, like, we watch a lot of different things and we listen to a bunch of different things. Like, I listen to a lot of book podcasts and, like, history podcasts. And my husband, like, loves, like, things that do with animals. Like, was it Creature Feature? Is that the one? Yeah. Recommended.
0: And,
1: yeah. And then, you know, he also likes things about, like, the New Day podcast, which is the wrestlers' And he also likes like song versus song and all kinds of like the McElroys and and so it, it it's different.
2: Let's not forget Dice Funk.
1: Yes, and Dice Funk. I was going to get to your D and D in a second, mm. um, but he also likes D and D, so he listens to several of those, including ones where he's not playing on the games, but those in his group are because he plays D and
2: D. Shout out to Jonas Jonas plays.
1: Yes, I was going to say, and that is because of Jonas. Endurance Place is on Twitch and if anyone wants to listen, it's kind of it's very interesting and then they have an upload.
2: There's there's romance in the main campaign.
1: Oh yeah, there, there is romance in the main campaign.
2: Between a woman and a cobalt.
1: <laughs> Between a woman named Mads, no less. So you, know, it's, you it's, guys should get the idea about Does her. that
2: count as paranormal romance?
1: <laughs> I think it counts as like
2: I mean the, the, the
1: bestiality romance. <laughs> I no, don't know. No. I well, because the other guy the cobalt's not a human.
2: Yeah, but it's not bestiality if they're a sapient being.
1: Maybe. I don't know. He's upright.
2: He's configured like a human.
1: But he doesn't look like one. And
2: he he talks.
1: And we should mention... And he owns a tavern. (laughs) We should mention this is the same podcast where I was tweeting about the romance cover a couple months ago. This is the same one. So this is... It's a very interesting one. Unfortunately, they're on a break right now because it's Christmas time and people that work in retail do not have time right now.
2: We're hoping it's going to change very soon.
1: Yes, he can go back to his d and d That's also why I can't record on, on Saturday night sometimes because D&D, which I have no problem with because I can get up in the morning and we can record and, and before then, that's fine. And there's a bunch of people that are actually willing to be on the podcast that's going to let me record with them soon that don't mind doing it on the weekends, which is awesome. And I truly appreciate that with people.
2: Cool people about to be on a cool podcast. <laughs> that would have been much cooler if I had said it right the first time. <laughs>
1: Okay. So in a minute we're gonna that get into the book. Past. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Harlequin because we got we AD we ADHD each other to death, as we do. It's it's a lot like when Courtney's on the podcast, right? So we all know how me and ADHD goes. I tie a side tangent all the time. So I love Harlequins, adore them. Like I grew up reading them. My Actually, I grew up reading Zebras first, and I remember because it had that little foil. Anybody remember the little foil? So I grew up reading those more, but I grew up reading Harlequins um, when I was in, like, my... I learned to drive when I was, like, 21, and it was kind of like a drive or get left behind situation, and so I started reading Harlequins again because, again, I grew up reading them as well, but... I read more of them when I was older and my godmother was always going to the doctor and as you know, if someone's older, you're in the doctor's office for four hours waiting so I'd go grab a Harlequin for like under two bucks and read it the entire time and I'd almost be done with it by the time her appointment was over, even if I didn't go in or even if I did, it's the whole thing. So I really enjoyed them.
2: Very patient people, those Harlequins.
1: <laughs> but the Love Inspired <laughs> was not on my list because... It's bad. I'm not the target audience, we'll put it that way. And neither are you. Like, neither one of us are. And I wish I had paid attention more to that when I said this, because I'm sure I could have gotten a book like, cause you can go through all the retail dealers and get one. And I could have got this one if I thought about it online. But this one was here and we could both read it. And, you know, I read it in like, what, about six hours? And that's off and on reading. And then he read it in about two or three days. Which for him is actually pretty good. So you know he was he was he was getting rid of it so he could be done with it and move on with his life. I think <laughs> as he nods beside me and makes it's his like espace. a <laughs> Okay, so this is a very like it's not even this a like, complicated plot, but the the gist of it is, is this lady has got two twins that she has no birth certificate or any information about. But, you know, she took the twins because her friend asked her to. The fathers were not, the father was not in the, situ- in the, like, situation because he was in prison. And so the mom was dying. And she's like, no, please, like, before I die, take my kids and go. So therefore, they don't go in the po- foster system because, uh, the lead character, Erica, had been in the foster system. And Kimmy, the twins' mom, was a drug addict, and, you know, she was dying of cancer and stuff like this, so she went on the run, and uh Kimmy sent her to Pennsylvania from Arizona, so she could, you know, go live at the family farm that I guess she didn't realize anyone still lived in? Mm-hmm. And so she gets there, and, you know, then there's this whole big subplot about, like, of course you've got the romance between Erica and the brother Jason, who is a cop, who... <laughs> A cop in 2020. This was written in 2017, but a cop written in two thousand. That's close enough. Ooh. I had so many issues with this man that had nothing to do with his his whatever, but I still yeah, had some but so the book was be. written in
2: a way that let me know it's still there.
1: Oh, yeah. And it was in Pennsylvania, so that was also apparent a as well, because, like, it's, it was written in the mountains, because it was or, uh, somewhere, I don't know, it was like four hours to Philly? Or was it Pittsburgh? I it think doesn't it doesn't matter, Philly. I mean... No, no, they're they're very different cities. Sorry, Pennsylvania people. I realize they're very different. I just don't remember which direction they were going. I just remember it was a four-hour car ride, and I was tired of them. So they went there. He had issues with his job, so he was on leave because his partner was, like, a dirty cop and taking bribes and, you know, dirty money and blah, 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 and, of course, you know, he's going to be vindicated, whatever. And, of course because he was a cop in the big city and in the big city bad things
2: happen. unlike the countryside where all the good people are
1: yes and it's like it's very by the way it's a very small town romance
2: it's a hallmark city
1: yeah but I mean it's like it's actually a little I think it's a little bit worse than a hallmark city honestly because like in a hallmark city I mean like it's perfect and nice and beautiful and blah blah blah, blah, blah but it's nothing like it is in this like this one was more like I don't know for my American listeners have y'all ever seen an up movie Mm -hmm. up is a channel Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like a Christian channel if you've ever seen the up movies (laughs) then you know what they are actually he has seen an up movie because he saw one I think last year with me Mm -hmm. but you know it's it's just not great and and, and it's not great because it's like it's very heavily Christian and there's a very strong messaging in it and this book is like very much like that and i had so many issues with it because like this lady took the babies but for all the right reasons like she was trying to keep them out of going into the foster system because kimmy did not want her brother jason to have these kids at all cost because like jason was super judgmental like you know you became a drug addict you were useless you were worthless or you had you know kind of any kind of issues you were like to be discarded because you weren't perfect. You weren't, I mean, he used the word like pure a couple of times yeah. and, and innocent. And,
2: and more than implicitly, the book generally agreed with that.
1: Yeah, because, no, like it does. Cause I have it in my notes. Mm-hmm. I have lots of notes about my notes. Like anyone who was on Twitter saw my, like a, a tiny portion of my notes. I have like six pages of notes, guys. Notes upon notes. He has like a lot, but he has a better memory than I do. Well, not memory, but he no. has, he has better rage memory. So it's yes. easier for him. <laughs> yes. Whereas me, I wanted to write down all of it because like there's a lot of Christian messaging in this book. And like and I, and again, I have no problem with Christian messaging because I used to watch the up movies, right? Like not my style, not my thing, but I still could appreciate the elements of the relationships in the films. But this one was just so like, shoehorned in and made no sense of the story whatsoever
2: yeah as the book went on it was more and more frequent they just casually mentioned that, that it's all in God's hands and you gotta believe in him and through him you work and this and that and that
1: yeah and like, and like God provides and God forgives and like basically yeah. everything
2: good that's, that happens in the character's own minds is credited to God exclusively
1: yeah or like like There's also a lot of messaging about, being like, a bad person because Mm -hmm. she feels like she's not a good person because her mom was a drug addict, and so she was bounced around in foster care and moving a lot when her mom was in and out of jail or, you know, rehab or, you know, drugged, whatever she was in at the time, and, like, you know, how she always had to wear, like, secondhand clothing, and she was unlovable, like, she was never going to have a family because she wasn't pretty, because she never dressed up, and she never, looked you know, gorgeous, you know, like... Kind of like shitting on the beauty industry, which I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, I have a lot of issues with the beauty industry, but like of course uh, the, the confidence book, of women. The yeah. book is
2: also going the Hollywood route about it because every few pages somebody comments on how beautiful she is naturally.
1: Uh huh. It reminds me of she's all that. Yep. It's got it's got that level of like you know she's not pretty but she's really gorgeous. And yeah. it's oh I had so many issues and then like also ultra white so white. You couldn't get more white. Mm-hmm. Which at first, by the way, there's there's a line in there he talks about, like he talks about his dark can, and I'm like, is he not white? And then later on, you see that like he's like one of his like old coworkers like pulls him over to rib him or whatever, and like she's like, oh no, he had like blonde hair. I mean, she had like dark hair and blue eyes. I was like, oh no, he's he's white. He's
2: just tanned.
1: Yeah, from working in the farm apparently for like a week and a half, whatever it was. Because this book took place over about in a week, too, by the way.
2: Yeah. A week in which, I'd like to stress, a plot incidental dog gets injured severely and heals completely.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And, like, they never even – like, they mentioned taking the dog to the vet and then, they like, barely mention the dog again until, like, near yeah, the end.
2: Until he's convenient.
1: Mm-hmm. But, like, there were so many things that made me, like –
2: also of course the twins are developmentally delayed because they're the child's the children of an addict and of course there has to be something wrong with them
1: yes because oh yeah the twins have developmental delays because i guess she was on she said she was clean but they're kind of implying that she wasn't when she was pregnant Mm -hmm. and like apparently twins worms in the family oh yeah that was a missed thread too where the hell was the the mother's twin? Why was this never mentioned again? Did you notice that in the book?
2: Not that you say so. it's, It's briefly mentioned that the mother was a twin, and after that...
1: Yeah, like, the mother was a twin, and then someone mentioned it, and then it was never... I was like, maybe that would explain why the mother was not very, like, engaged as a mother, because she was still, like, going through issues. Because her... So, Jason and Kimmy's mom and dad were, like, kind of... There's those parents that, like, they have the parents and they plop on the grandparents and then they go, like, on their like yearly Christmas vacation or whatever without the kids or whatever. Mm. Yeah. It was... Like, if you you had a bingo card, you would get bingo within 15 pages of this book. Minimum. And if you played a drinking
2: game, you would get dead within 15 minutes.
1: Yes! Because, like, okay, so... We find out like you know she's got to go through like the the charity um at the church she's got to go through the charity to get these kids some clothes and she's like okay this sucks but it is life I mean it's you do what you got to do and I have some opinions on that because like oh uh, let's see I guess it's about like 2014 15 somewhere around mm-hmm. there I guess it was 15 I had to go through food banks to get food because in the in the U.S. if you were self-employed you didn't qualify for food stamps because I guess you weren't doing your job enough even though I had a job but my job was only paying me $8 an hour and I was only getting like 10 hours a week and that doesn't like you spend more than that than you know getting rid of your like self-employment tax you're basically paying you're like basically working for free and so I didn't qualify and I had gotten a job because at the time I'd moved on to some um Uh, temp work I was working help setting up a school and you know getting all the things moved and stuff and I was like okay well I'm going to quit this job because I had another job show up that job bait and switched me and lied and it became a 1099 and I thought it was going to be like a w-2 job so I could qualify for stuff turns out I did not and so there was there was a whole bunch of stuff going on and I was living in a really shitty house like Sven had been there, it was a really shitty house. Like, though, it, I like, mean, it
2: was probably a great house when it was built in nineteen forty-five.
1: Yeah, but like the like, y'all, the asbestos was paint was falling off the siding, yes. and it was the original siding, so there was a lot of issues. Don't
2: forget that the exposed power cable drooping down over the kitchen door.
1: Oh okay, yeah, yeah, there was that. I think that eventually got fixed up. So. Yeah, and and
2: the fact that the bathroom floor kind of was held up by the linoleum.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're not gonna we're not gonna mention the fact that there was no. Um, insulation or anything in the walls or anything. So, like, I, I was we
2: living we could go in a, on, we could have a whole own podcast about <laughs> that,
1: but like, but the point is, is I was living in a very precarious situation, and so I didn't qualify for food stamps and I had no money. So, I had to go to the food pantries and you know, they would go to a couple of big businesses, they would go use our parking lots on like a couple of days, and it was great. And I was really lucky that they did that. Because I, I would have been without otherwise. Yep.
2: So no, no shame in charity.
1: Right. So, like, the fact that she's feeling some kind of way about it really pissed me off. Because, mm-hmm. like, apparently they had pretty decent items, too. Mm-hmm. But I was like, she kept talking about needing this, set and the other and I kept going, is there no thrift stores in your area? Like, she mentioned getting something from a thrift store, so I'm like... Why are you not buying your kids some clothes at the thrift store? Even if they're not perfect, no. Kimmy gave her enough money that she could have at least gotten like, some clothes for like 20 bucks for the twins, at least a couple pair of pants.
2: But here's the problem with that. If she went through, through the thrift store, she would not have gone to the church. And if she doesn't go to the church, she doesn't mm. go to the church.
1: True enough. But the thing is, but see, this is what you don't know. In, in America, a lot of the thrift stores are run by churches and they're run by religious organizations. So she would have still been able to go and, and, and connect. Because, like, the, the little town I was in, we had, like, three, three popular ones. We had one that was in town that only took cash. We had, um, the Goodwill, which was expensive, was overly expensive and didn't really provide a lot. For me, personally, it had, they had some great clothes and I could get them occasionally, but the prices kept going up and it wasn't, worth the price of them going up and then there was this little thrift store and it was a like like i guess ministry ministry mission type store and you know they never pushed any kind of religious you know anything on anybody but it was owned and you knew because for one thing it was always closed on a sunday which is huge in retail you don't ever yeah. close on a sunday in the u.s because, yeah. I mean, here, everything's closed in Germany, but in the U.S., Sunday is a huge shopping day for the next week. Mm.
2: Yeah, I think that the not pushing things is exactly what kept it out of the book.
1: Yeah, I kind of think so, too, because it was kind of obvious. Mm. Because, like, it, it was really neat, and I appreciated it, and, like, I... I I like it when stories talk about that kind of stuff because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people in the world, especially this, after this year, that have been like hit really hard with that kind of slam. And so you're just like, what do you do?
2: Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the book kind of throws it away by uh, embedding the story where she literally uh, inherits half a farm. And yeah. also is about to get... Uh, husband who owns the other half of the farm
1: yeah so like kimmy owned half the farm and jason owned half the farm their their grandfather lived there as a permanent resident but he didn't actually like own it and they did that in the trust because apparently they were like they keep acting like they're not rich but like if you have a trust like that you've got some money because that takes some money to put that trust together
2: and they have a farm it's mentioned several times that the protagonist has a whole ass new truck.
1: Yeah. Can, and he's a cop, so...
2: They can easily take a dog in overnight.
1: And take it to the vet, like on a Saturday. Mm-hmm.
2: And take a woman and two twins in and feed them no problem.
1: Right. Like, there was there was a whole bunch of... Eh. But, like, the thing that really got to me is there was a couple of statements in here that really... I... Uh, I hated Jason. Like... Mm-hmm. I wanted to toss this jackass out the window. Mm-hmm. Like, listeners, you know what an alpha hole is? He's at times 10. Because he thinks he's being, like, benevolent. Because he's got his men pain. And then, you know, he's like, judgmental as hell. Mm-hmm. He, I, I, I rarely see a, a male person this judgmental. Like, guys, even the most judgmental person in, like a Lifetime in Hallmark movie, and I don't mean just a Christmas movie. I have nothing on this guy.
2: Mm. But it's... In a way, it's almost realistic because he's a cop, and he's a fucking cop.
1: Yes. And he chooses to be a cop. Mm-hmm. Because it's clear he could go home and work on the farm or whatever, and mm-hmm. they'd make a pretty decent living. But, like, I... I appreciate the fact of the setting. Like, I liked the area they were in, I think. mm mm-hmm. Because, like you mentioned, it was in a Hallmark movie, but, like... Like, they had the diner, because every small town must have the diner, right?
2: Of course. It's the center of everything.
1: And then some. But, like, this time, it was very obviously... Uh, oh, God, I'm trying to think. There was some movies... Do you guys remember back like the mid-2000s, there was, like, movies? I think it may have been on Hallmark. But I think it was more on, like, Lifetime and all that. There were, like, Christmas movies where, like, they went to the, um... Oh, what do you call that? Like, the little towns, like, the mountain towns and stuff like that. It was very much like that. Yeah. And, like, I just, I remember it reminded me so much of that. Not a good thing at all.
2: By any means.
1: And, like, I mean, I appreciated the people, and uh, I was listening to Obstinate Strong Girls, which is a podcast Mm -hmm. I recently found. Really enjoy it, by the way. Um, but I was listening to them and they were talking about how this one book they were reading reminded them of Stars Hollow Mm -hmm. which is the Gilmore Girls City and I I could kind of see this as being like that but rural version of Stars Hollow where everybody helps each other everybody knows each other like you know her boss was like her boss was brought in or whatever Hmm. and early on Ruth was brought in to you know help with the the twins and so
2: the church lady I believe
1: could like spy and speaking of the spying... <laughs> can we talk about the, like, narcotic scene?
2: Yeah. The one that I wrote down in my notes is unforgivable.
1: Yeah, I was like...
2: So, basically, may, may I set a scene? Yeah, set the scene,
1: because it's a hell of a scene.
2: Jason and his elderly father suspect that the woman they took in may be a drug addict, because she fraternalized with the sister of the protagonist, who is also a drug, di- drug addict. So what they do is they set a whole set of, I want to say, uh, cocaine dishes. No, not, not cocaine. Heroin dishes. Yeah, Needles. Like, yeah, like some,
1: something like white, like, mm. uh, a whole, like white powder. Hmm. Yeah, maybe cocaine.
2: Yeah. yeah. And a whole kit to consume it, whatever that was supposed to be. Uh, they set probably it out. It was an art kit,
1: so it was probably hmm. had like a needle and stuff like that because...
2: In any case, they leave that out as a trap for her to see how she reacts. And she reacts with confusion and alarm, and she officially passes the test, and she does get to be mad at them for like two pages, but it's quickly glossed over.
1: Because of course she's lying about this being their their nephews and their grandchildren, or I guess great-grandchildren. So therefore, we know how that goes. Lying is unforgivable.
2: But... Only if it's somebody that the book doesn't like.
1: Yeah. Which is pretty much
2: everybody. Oh, and speaking of people the book doesn't like, shall we go into the scene where uh, Jason's ex shows up?
1: Oh, God. Yeah. No, okay, so let's set the scene for that. So, Jason was apparently a really shitty partner.
2: My God, not Jason.
1: I know. He seems so well put together. Uh, But he was like a really shitty partner, and he's like, oh, I'm going to be at the worst like, person, blah, 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 blah. Like, he's like, I'm not made for this marriage. Or this life. Or this domestic being. And Mm -hmm. then he meets Erica, and of course everything's all different. But, so his... We learn that his like, ex-fiancee was apparently like, very hard to please, and blah, 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 blah. But then we come to find out Renea...
2: I guess that's the name, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, she has got... Renia has got, like, serious issues. And I don't mean this little one. I mean, like, she's got an eating disorder, she's an alcoholic, like, desperately needs attention at all points.
2: Which the book kind of conflates because uh, it's only mentioned she has an eating disorder and when she shows up, it's treated as, of course, that she's also an alcoholic.
1: Yeah, and, like, her parents give up on her and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, am I being too judgy? And he's
2: like, yeah, but, it's like, but whatevs. That's basically, ah, am I being too judgmental? Well, the book agrees with, with, with all the judgments he caused. Yeah, like, this dude is like, I, mm, I have notes about that. We will
1: come back
2: to it. Yeah, moments. and also, the basically, the ex-girlfriend is also there to show what nice gentleman he is by dropping her off at some kind of crrrr! Christian rehab center. Well,
1: I mean, no, but it gets even worse because that's one that, like, um, Erica was like, well, it has to be Christian. They're the only ones that can cure. Yep. And I was like, you mean how they cured your mama who died from drug overdose? I'm saying...
2: Guess she didn't believe hard enough.
1: Lord. And so... And exactly. that song, because, like, I love that song, but not. That If You Believe song, I think is what he Anyway. So... Like, we get into that, and we meet that, and then, like, but the, the way he describes women is so grotesque. Like, he talks about how, hold on, she was vulnerable, innocent.
2: Like a calf.
1: And, like, and he also calls her, like, she's a good person, stable, not hiding things.
2: Which is, of course, basically therefore the memoir of the plot.
1: So no, but so my 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 this is this has been my notes. Was it's only been a week? The ideal is chastity. The fuck is this book? Those are my three notes together.
2: Yeah, because it was also a huge plot point that he so hoped that his sister had remained chaste. Which is another reason why he wasn't allowed to find out that the twins are hers.
1: Yeah, because apparently not being chased is like... Because apparently they were giving out purity rings when they were in school or something and everyone had one. I'm like, did you have the purity ball to go with it?
2: And the purity balding father?
1: Ugh. It was so gross. And it was just like... And they kept having those kind of comments. And it's like... You know, you hear them the way he talks and like she's like... um and like she, she always to herself like she was a terrible person not deserving of a family because she's lying to help these children who have got developmental display, uh, delays and who need help so she's willing to to sell her half of the farm the only place she has to live with no money to get these kids help mm-hmm. which is another thing we'll get to in a moment but you know this is how he refers to her after the truth comes out in truth, Erica, like Kimmy, had luster. Yeah, it's like, uh, if she'd ever, uh, had... Hold
2: on a minute. Handwriting, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yes. Well, I was writing this quickly because we were sharing the book in the past couple of days. Yes,
2: and you were making dinner, too.
1: Yes.
2: But I made, this, I made a note
1: because I'm smart. She is. It says, um, in truth, Erica, like Kimmy, had lost her luster. If she'd
2: ever even had it because she was a liar. And you know what you do with toys that are not shiny anymore?
1: You put them out so the Velveteen Rabbit can have fun with
2: them. See, I think the Velveteen Rabbit may be a better partner than the club. <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure the stick outside would be a better partner. Mm.
2: I would have rated the book five out of five if it had take, taken that turn.
1: <laughs> I don't even know how to rate this book. So, and there's all this conversation about how like she's awful and she's evil and like because she lied, he's like am I too judgmental? Because he talks about it. Because she's like, he's asking like, why Kimmy didn't come to him? And she's like, because you're too judgmental.
0: He's like, me? What? Hmm?
2: Huh? Oh, also, early on in the book, I noted this specifically. He, uh, a little bit of setup. In the first scene of the book, he basically rescues, uh, Erica? Erica from uh, a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. Because she drove there unprepared. Uh, compact
1: car, old and had bald tires.
2: Mm-hmm. And he meets her and the twins, and he decides to take her in, but also already makes a mental note: if he sees any sign of addiction, he's going to turn her in immediately.
1: Yeah, because of course she was friends with his sister, so of course she can't be trusted. Which is a piece of shit, guys.
2: Gee, I wonder why his sister didn't trust him.
1: Right, but then it's all turned around at the end when his sister sends him a box full, I guess, of letters she'd written him over the years, and then -hmm. like okay, and then they, they talk about her being faded. Mm-hmm. We you think about like, it being fate, and I was just like, hold on, let's back up this. First of all, this is not fated mates. which is the only time I can really take fated as an option. Like, mm-hmm. it's gotta be something as a paranormal or something like that. Which I guess you could say this was religion is a paranormal yeah. aspect, a supernatural aspect. But, like, this one was so badly done to happen in a fucking week. Like, if you... By the way, if you guys want to listen to or or read a really good thing that happens in a week, Dare. Hell yeah. He's got an entire thing with Minerva. It's great. But this is not it. Oh, no. Because, by the way, he's never read Dare either. I may make him read that next year. Um,
2: I trust your judgment, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've got tons of them. I'm thinking about making him read the Wallpower wager since you know our dog's name is Penny and the main character's name seems <laughs> appropriate
2: somehow that, that seems disturbing actually
1: <laughs> I read the book and then, we na- and then we named the dog didn't realize the dog was named after that but but Penny in the book really likes animals so
2: mm, yeah to be uh, to be clear we named our dog the way uh, Jesse has named cats in the past we kept sh- uh, uh, shouting names at her and used the one that she reacted to yep and it was Penny which, which is very, very fitting. fitting
1: yeah because I was going to call her Maya but I think fits are better. But, like, in this... See, I have to go back to the book. I'm sorry. I'm trying to save you the pain we went when to read this book. But, like, there's so many, like, quotes about, you know, God, and, like, God works all things to good, and, you know, God makes us right, and, like, there's this whole, like, there's this whole, like, subplot with... Is like, with the grandfather of Papa Andy, where Papa Andy is, um, uh, like, goes outside to try and, and see if there's some kind of, like, vagrants in this cabin they own that she wanted to live in at some point, because she's like, fuck these people, they tried to set me up with drugs, so maybe I should go to another place. Mm-hmm. And so apparently, like, these a couple who had, who had family there, but they weren't there, and they didn't have anywhere to go. They're like, oh, well, there's a cabin in the woods, let's go there.
2: A little bit of a Jesus thing. Yeah. Just wrote it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. But it gets better. We'll discuss that in a moment. But so, like, the, the grandfather goes up there, doesn't, like, it, nothing happens. Like, he falls and can't get up because it's too slippery, and so he's, like, stuck there and shooting rifle, so someone will come get him. I'm like, y'all... I grew up around guns. I don't own a gun. I have no desire to own a gun. I have owned a gun. I do not own one now. It's just not my thing. But you never shoot at anything you don't want to kill. Mm. Ever.
2: Also, it's an no astonishing gun. way to get a program message into a book without violence. Yeah. Because it's like, see, if he hadn't had his gun, nobody would have found him.
1: Right. And I'm like... We had. It's like, y'all. I mean, it's not that complicated. Y'all walk the property. You know you got a cabin. You know you got a barn, and you know you got a main house that can be frequented. Because like the the cabin is not used very often, but um, Erica had cleaned it up because she's like, well, okay, if I'm gonna own this property, then fuck it, I'm gonna live in my own little space. And there's like only a loft bedroom, so I'm assuming it's like a cabin, but I'm assuming it's more like an A-line cabin or not something very big, you know was well, in the mountain, so I'm assuming it was probably built like a alpine cabin type. I'm a lines at home, like an alpine cabin or something close to that. But there's not a lot of room upstairs. Sounds reasonable. So that's that's my assumption. It's like that kind of like a hunting cabin.
2: Type it's a tiny home.
1: <laughs> and so, but like they get there, and you know, there's these two people in the back because they take him back, and you know, he's like, you know, I'll watch the I'll watch the grandkids, the great grandkids, and I'm like. Hold up, 76-year-old man with a hurt body is watching two developmentally delayed twins who are just learning to walk. They're 15 months old, by the way. They mention it 15 times in the book, just so we're Mm -hmm. clear. They're 15 months old developmentally delayed, in case you missed it, the first 14 times.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they also have this weird dynamic in there where one of the uh, twins is the leader for some reason because we needed that in there.
1: Yeah, Mikey is Santa and and Teddy is the elf. I wrote notes about that.
2: Yeah, the they, they give they them are. themed outfits to fit their roles better.
1: Yeah, because uh, we'll get back to that in a minute, but like so then they see these kids, they see these like I guess they're like 19, 20 years old and like the girlfriend was having the baby or whatever and so Apparently she had the baby, and you know made her rest. And there was no room at the end because there was no rooms available. So they have the baby, and apparently, like the dude learned how by watching YouTube.
2: I'm pretty sure any good tutorial on that tutorial on that would be deleted from YouTube in an instant.
1: I was like, how are you learning how to birth a baby on YouTube? And I don't just mean, like, learning to birth a baby. I mean, like, he knew not to cut the umbilical cord because it was too dirty in there. So, mm. I mean, I don't think he just watched How to Birth a Baby then. I think they were planning on not being an A player for a little while to mm. not birth a baby. Because apparently their their family were being, like, assholes or something. And
2: uh, so, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, too tiny a plot.
1: But, but yeah, but it's, like, but no, but it's, like, it's a common theme in this hmm. book. It seems, like, rich people are assholes, and the working man is...
2: Yeah, or the, the working man is rich as fuck.
1: Right. But, so, that's going on. But then, like, get into the romance part, because there is, like, uh, there's romance in here. And, like, <laughs> the romance is, <clears throat> like, the worst.
2: No man's.
1: No, like, there is no kind of, like, connection, they don't really do well together, it's just, it's awful. Hmm. Like...
2: They have chemistry because the book says they have chemistry. Right, like,
1: they have, like, they don't like each other, so it's not like an enemy is to lovers, or it's not like a second chance romance, or... I mean, it's almost like it wanted to be a, a Hallmark movie because we've seen those ones where, mm-hmm. like, people are, like, clashing, but they're not enemies, they're just they're antagonists to each other. But, like, this one, like, it's been a week and they're already, like, in love.
2: And basically all they ever bond over is uh how good they are with the twins.
1: Yeah, like, they, they don't have any, like, and the fact that she's not a drug addict. Yeah. That's that's high on his list.
2: For being a human being.
1: No. No, no. We already know what happens when you're a drug addict. You get kicked out of this life.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm saying. If you're a drug addict, you're not a human being.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but like... And the... Like, they kiss. It's all like... It's not even like a closed door. It was like... apparently they have like a steamy kiss, but it's not a steamy kiss, guys. It's like... It's probably like... The end of Princess Diaries. When um, Nia yeah. is getting kissed by that guy. I was going... Foot
2: pops. I was going to go for Lawrence of Arabia.
1: Oh, yeah?
2: Just because of that era of Hollywood with the closed-mouth kisses.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to go with the, the um, Princess Diaries, because I imagine this, that Erica's foot probably popped, because, you know, she had no... By the way, so she didn't have a lot of experience with guys, because she was ugly, and therefore guys were not interested in her.
2: Except that the book also makes sure to tell us that she's gorgeous and amazing at a vision and a stunning and a sight all the time.
1: Oh, yes and so but like so you hear that and like you see that all the time and you know he loves her because like he's in love with her and he admits it before like on Christmas Eve at the church <laughs> because there's always a church scene so several Yeah, but like at the end there's always like a, a, a like a ultimate moment church mm. scene and so this is their ultimate moment at the church and so like they, like, he's found out, well, these are his nephews, she's a liar, as we've established, she doesn't deserve anything good in life, and then, like, you know, um, the grandpa's like, why are you giving up on this love and all this stuff, because, like, I mean, it hurt, and it was wrong, but you were kind of put in a shitty position, because your friend told you not to do this, but also sent you here, but also didn't have any plans for you, and didn't give you any of the documents. (laughs) She sent the twins' document to the brother she didn't want to have any, like, connection with. But didn't give it to the one that had the babies.
2: Makes sense of that.
1: And then, like, so he overrides her all the time. Mm. I mean, like, he does nothing but override her.
2: Yep. She, uh, He makes suggestions, he uh, goes for actions, she says no, he does it anyway, and it's fine.
1: Yeah, because, like, she doesn't want to deal with, with like dealing with like insurance or doctors or whatever or very expensive specialists because she can't afford them. I think that's why it's silly because it's you know they cost Yeah,
2: she can't afford them and she's worried about the papers.
1: Yeah, so she doesn't have any of that stuff. So at one point she's like, Okay, well we're here, you got us this appointment, we'll go, but you can't go in and you you can't stay and so he's like the fuck? And he's, like, really angry and pissed off about it because he wasn't included. I'm like, dude, you've been here for five days at this point. And so he's, like, pissed off about that. And so they're at the appointment, and she tells the doctor everything, and, like, the the friend of his said, oh, this doctor is very, like, cold, and she's blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I didn't find her cold. I just found her efficient, basically. Like, she was doing her job. She wasn't like she didn't have like a huge but like because Erica told her everything that was going on like these these are not my kids but I can't let him know because he's the relative that I was told not to say anything to and I don't have the documents but I need to have something for these kids and the doctor's like well yeah I agree but like if you ignore the developmental delays in these kids I have to say you're being neglectful because you're aware of it now and like you know she talked to her Friend Kimmy's like, like deathbed lawyer, basically, and Hmm. he was like, "Yeah, you know, you've got half of the farm." That's how she found out, and you know, but he was like, and she's like, "Well, what about the kids?" And the lawyer's like, "What kids are you talking about?" He had no idea whatsoever.
2: Hmm. So I was because he's also dense as fuck.
1: And I'm just like, wait, hold on. You're not providing for the kids. You were a drug addict. You called up your friend like two months before you die, and all this is going on because apparently they've been friends for like a decade or so. Mm-hmm. When um Kimmy and uh, Erica's mom were in rehab at the same time, mm-hmm. obviously it didn't stick for either one, but it especially didn't stick for the mom because she did.
2: Because the book really wants us to think that there's no hope for addicts whatsoever,
1: right? And like and they do that with um his ex-fiance. I'm yep. gonna call her. Renee. That's not her name. But I'm gonna call her that.
2: Rene.
1: Renea. Renea. I don't know. But like.
2: Jorinella. Yeah,
1: but she's like. I mean, she's but she. Like, she's got like this really weird name. Mm-hmm. Like Kimmy sounds like Kimmy Gibbler. I the like I think of what I think of Kimmy. And then you've got like Renea, who was like this beautiful exotic, you know, type woman, but. You know, she's not good the way that Erica is, just as earthy and, you know...
2: And also played that, Rene you know, is promiscuous.
1: Oh, yes. Apparently, you know, because, like, they mentioned that, like, you know, she's, like, hitting on all the people because he apparently broke up with her, and she didn't think that they were broken up because she sent him back the ring, like, hey, do you think maybe you could get this resized? And he's like, the hell do you mean? Knowing she's in recovery at the time for her eating disorder he Mm -hmm. sends her something so she leaves the clinic which I'm assuming was also helping with her alcoholism because I think think the implication Mm. was they went hand in hand Mm. and so she was in recovery and he sends her this text so she leaves and her mom's like well if you leave you're fucked because we're just not done with you you're a lost cause Mm. and then you hear by the way you hear nothing about the ex-fiance again even in the epilogue
2: they just drop her off and she's forgotten for good
1: apparently she lives with the mother who never answers his phone calls Mm. Except the one time when he said that Kimmy was dead. Yep. I mean, guys, and then like, so they so they did the whole like in the scene in the church. They you know he's like, she's there with with his grandpa and you know the, the great grandparent and you know she's just like blah 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 blah. And she's like, okay, we'll stay here. But then like the grandpa when sat with his friend. Alone, and it was his first time in church in quite a while. And I was like, "Did you did you watch Born on the Fourth of July one day? Like, I don't understand where this came from." And
2: hmm. of course, he finds all the answers in church.
1: Of course, and so you get all this information, and then like you know, then uh, Jason comes in and steps in and helps with the twins who are getting fussy in church because, of course, they are. It's church; they're delayed, lest you forget. And so they don't have the ability that there's nothing that keeps their interest. And so, you know, like I said, like uh, I think it's Mikey is just learning how to walk. And he's, like, skipping, crawling, whereas I think Teddy's...
2: I don't even care.
1: <laughs> but, like, no, no, I have to bring it up because, you know, there are positions. One's a follower and one's a leader. You cannot yeah. both either or nothing. So, you know, there's this whole thing. Anyway, so they have their, like, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, skip 12 months later on Christmas Eve, and, like, they're married. You know, Jason's living in the small town, helping with his grandpa, because he made that deal with God. He bargained with God, even though you're not supposed to.
2: And, of course, she is pregnant.
1: Right, and apparently, back in school, from what I gathered with the class topic thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, I don't know how she's got time to go to school, get pregnant. Work part time and have her two twins, or their two twins, I guess.
2: All is possible through God.
1: Yes, exactly. And then, but here's the thing. So they found out it's a little girl, and they're gonna name the little girl Kendy, right? Y'all, this is the motherfucking ending of the book. I'm, I'm pissed. Like I, I wrote notes about this because I was like, what they said made me absolutely furious. A oh, full circle. Erica lifted her face to heaven with a prayer. Of oh, gratitude and joy. And it seemed to her that her old friend Kimmy, all sins forgotten, must be smiling down on the, enti- the entire family. <clears throat>
2: so, when, when she's dead, she can, they can forget the sins. What,
1: also
2: then like, it's convenient. Then it's easy.
1: Like, also the fact that she was a... She was like an addict. An addict does not mean you are... Like unimportant, you are dirt, you are trash, it means that there's something in your brain that is not clicking the way that it should for you, the right way. Mm-hmm. It's making something very difficult for you, yes. and it's harming you, and it's not good, and God damn it, I was so mad about this part of the book that I wanted to throw it against the wall, and my husband can tell you, I almost did throw it against mm-hmm. the wall because I was furious, I was ugh! And rightfully so. Because I just the way they treated addicts in this book like y'all I know it's Christian but it's also a fucking Harlequin Quinn book like you have the ability to change the fucking industry why are you doing this shit why are you promoting this piece of shit you're Harlequin. like you're a known asset you're the only really category romance left in the US and I mean like you've got Mills and Boons in the in the UK but they're owned by Harlequin now I believe. So you're the only fucking category person left and you're writing this trash. It's two thousand and seventeen when this book was I am so angry that like I I'm furious at this book.
2: Flames at the side of her face.
1: Like, no. Not not even the side of my face. On the side of my body at this point. Because, Mm. like... I've known addicts. My family has addicts in it. Do you know one thing that, like, you don't do? You don't stop loving them. You don't stop caring. You can get tired. You can get broken. You can get, like, exhausted. But you don't think they're trash for the addiction. Their actions... Are not the same thing. Their Mm. decisions are not the same thing. Like. You know in this case. Kimmy not wanting to be. The boys to be around him. But like. I am so. Fucking angry. At the way this book treated addiction. And. Brokenness. Because. You're broken. That doesn't mean you're broken in and of yourself.
2: It's. It's literally a disease that can be treated.
1: And, like, it's not, it's not necessarily curable, but it can be treated. There are steps you can take, and it doesn't have to be a fucking Christian one that does it. Right. I'm, oh my God.
2: You certainly can't pray it away.
1: No, you need a lot of help, and I'm, mm. like, I hadn't planned on this episode being this long, but I'm so angry at this book that I can't. I don't know if I can tell you how angry I am in this book. Like, I could rant on this book for the next six hours and I don't think it would cover it because it, mm-hmm. it's such a shitty view of how things work and how life is and how you always need somebody and just fuck it. But, but just don't be an awful whole dick, damn it. That's it. That's the only lessons you have. Don't be an alcohol dick
2: it should be easy but apparently it's not for some people Ugh.
1: anyway so obviously we didn't like this book <laughs> not a high ranking book as I said if you read if you listen to us for drive me home for Christmas
2: I preferred that one actually
1: <laughs> so he's read an erotic romance because that's what that would be Mm -hmm. He's read a historical romance, a contemporary Mm -hmm. Christian romance, Mm -hmm. and next year I'm thinking he gets a paranormal romance. Monster fuckers, monsters fuckers, (laughs) monster fuckers. It's gotta be better, right? (laughs) And there's a ton of those, so I can have anyone I can choose from. And maybe by then, Talia Hibbert will have one out because she's writing one in the Mating the Huntress series.
2: Fuck Yeah. yeah, Talia Hibbert.
1: Yeah, like, we love Talia. (laughs) Yeah. And so we're hoping maybe she'll have one by then. Oh, 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 because, you know, she's a writing machine, and I love her writing so much.
2: Talia, save me. Please. Talia, please. My fate is in your hands. (laughs)
1: Literally. Because I'm the one picking the books.
2: (laughs) I'm helpless here.
1: Only you can save me. All right. (laughs) So... We're gonna say this book really sucks. Yup. <laughs> Do you have any closing comments on this book?
2: All cups are bastards, and this one in particular.
1: <laughs> so I think that pretty much guarantees this book is not one we enjoy. I will say that this is like not the last episode of the, of the year. I have one more coming out on New Year's Day, guys. Or not New Year's Day, Christmas Eve, New Year's Day, somewhere around there. But I will say, keep a lookout on the damselspodcast.com blog, because I have a post coming up about books, not books, about uh, podcasts I recommend, podcast episodes specifically, that have made a mark on me this year, and there's quite a few. There's quite a few women within this, and there's quite a few book podcast recommendation episodes, and... You know, there's a bunch. Uh, I had trouble choosing some of them, and I will probably and I will reference other ones in there, and I also provide a direct link. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you this heads up now because I'll be talking about them vaguely on the episode on the 31st, first, and so I want to kind of give you guys a heads up.
2: I've seen the work in progress of the list, and it's awesome.
1: <laughs> it's thorough. It's me, so it's thorough. You are awesome. <laughs> Also, if you go to the webpage, you will have the ability to see the patron guests and like Patreon and also like just the regular episode guests, the podcast guests. Sven wins on the most episodes with Courtney not far behind. Cause they've I know Courtney's been featured on like four episodes since July. So.
2: I'm the winner, take that competence.
1: <laughs> so check that out before this goes through and I'm gonna let my husband go away now. I'm a ghost. He's a ghost of books past at this point.
2: I'm really past this book.
1: (laughs) Say bye, Gracie.
2: Bye, Gracie.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this rant-filled ranting on Christmas. I mean, I could have watched Scrooge instead. So, at least, yeah, you know what? Maybe Scrooge would have been better. But, (laughs) I hope everyone has a really good day now. Now that you've listened to the ranting. Or if this is a day or two after Christmas. I hope your Christmas was really great. Again, if it's not Christmas for you, happy Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I don't know, whatever day you listen to this. The next episode, I'm going to do the yearly wrap-up, and I'm going to have a short novella I'm going to discuss, and I have a favor for you guys. If you would please send me your favorite rec in an audio file for 2020, like a book, I would appreciate it because I am putting it in the last episode and I want to give you guys your voice too. Not just mine, you know, maybe my podcast, but your podcast too. So you can send that to damselspodcast at gmail.com. You can see the list that I'm going to be talking about in the episode coming up. It's going to premiere a couple days before on damselspodcast.com. Y'all, I'll try to make it as easy as I can for you to find me. You can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Damsel's Podcast. Again, repetition is key if my German class has told me anything. So, I hope you have a really good day. I hope that you find love in a moment of stillness, whether it's love for someone else or love for yourself, especially love for yourself. Actually, I take that back please love yourself a little bit more because 2020 has been hard and the holiday season has been hard for a lot of people and just love yourself and give yourself some grace (laughs) happy holiday guys